Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. We live in a chaotic world and we're always trying to make sense of it here on this podcast. I always try to find guests who I trust, who can bring us the truth and can try to make sense of this chaotic world that we're living in. So we're going to do that today with Robert Kahali of the Trafalgar Group. We've had him on previously, uh, you know, throughout the, the midterm election to, to kind of break things down, break down the issues, give us a snapshot of where things stand. So we're going to do that taking a look at the Republican primary field, you know, what does that look like? How strong is Donald Trump's support? You know, he's been up in the polls. So what does that mean? What does that look like? Is there room for other candidates or is it kind of over at this point? We're going to get his take on that. Also his take on where Joe Biden stands, his poll numbers, his vulnerabilities, and what are the big issues right now for Americans? We're facing a lot of different issues, you know, a lot's going on. So how does that play out right now in the 2024 presidential election? So we're going to get Robert's take on all of it. Uh, he's very insightful. He knows the numbers. He's been right about most things. So here's Robert. Robert, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. You know, I, I trust you. I, I trust your work. So I appreciate you taking the time. Well, it is a pleasure to be here. And uh, you're one of those uh, voices that bring, brings comfort to a lot of conservatives and uh, a lot of people out there who are trying to figure out what's going on. So it's always when somebody listen somebody like you, who so many people listen to, uh, it's just an honor to be here. Well, that's very kind. I, I appreciate it. And, you know, we're all trying to make sense of, well, it's hard to make sense of this world sometimes because, you know, things are a little crazy. But, you know, I wanted to have you on. Obviously, look, we've got a lot of time, a lifetime in politics before the Iowa caucuses and the, the Republican primary, you know, really gets started. But I just wanted to kind of have you on to give us a snapshot of where things stand now. You know, looking at the Republican primary field, you know, how do you assess things? It's a primary field that is certainly shifting and it's in it's it's in flux right now. Uh, people are kind of aligning and realigning based on how they feel candidates are doing. Uh, we, we've seen DeSantis kind of trip a little bit and we've seen 
uh, you know, the, some of the, some of his coalition has kind of peeled off. I would say some of the most never Trumper elements behind DeSantis uh, have abandoned him to go to uh, Chris Christie and uh, go over uh, to, believe it or not, Mike Pence. And then and then you see, you know, with Tim Scott and uh, Raswami's entrance, uh, they have taken a lot of the steam out of kind of that the group that was you know, was not so overtly anti-Trump. And then Raswami's been so, frankly, pro-Trump that he has kind of taken a lot of that middle ground that some of the voters have come off of DeSantis that, that were you know they they, they were they, they were Trump hesitant, but they still like him and they like what he did. They just thought maybe somebody different, and they see Roswami kind of basically taking up some of the same issues and the same positions, and they like him. And so I, I feel like he's got some energy. I see energy out of Tim Scott right now, uh, and but those two kind of moving up, and DeSantis and Haley kind of moving down, and. Um, so there's just a shifting going on. And, you know, uh, Chris Christie kind of came in and lightning flashed out whether he's going to get beyond two or three uh, percent nationally or any state. We'll, we'll have to see. You know, that's interesting uh, what you said about Ramaswamy, because, uh, you know, each candidate in the race are, are taking different approaches in how they, they deal with Trump, who's obviously been the front runner from the start. And he really hasn't gone after Donald Trump. So, so you're saying so far that strategy has worked out for him and in, in picking up maybe some of the softer support for Trump going in his direction. Well, so th- these are supporters who were basically supporting DeSantis at the time because they thought he was Trump liked. I mean, and, and so he's ta- he's taken those people away from DeSantis. I mean, he hasn't taken anybody away from Trump, but he's taken those kind of people away. And, you know, it, it, it is, I, I would say it's more than not just going after him. I mean, the guy was standing on the street with a megaphone in Miami when Trump uh, was arraigned. I mean, this guy has gone out of his way to say, hey, Trump voters, you know, I'm the most pro-Trump candidate out there. He has been fighting to take that moniker. How strong is Donald Trump's support right now from the Republican base? Well, I mean, first, look, at you're in a primary here and he's over 50 percent in a primary. After being indicted three times and impeached twice, <laughs> I mean, that right there is is amazing. You you said it is literally like an incumbent, but it's it's almost like, you know, a, a popular incumbent. I mean, not not you know not overwhelmingly popular that he can draw a primary, but certainly if he drew a primary, I mean, when this guy's at fifty percent, I mean, I, I was really thinking that Trump could be successful. When I, I was kind of thinking in my mind how the hell 2024 uh, would go, I was thinking if this guy can stay around 35 or 40, he could he could win everything. I mean, none of none of us had it in the math that he would be doing this well. It just didn't seem that wasn't in anybody's calculation that that, that it was possible. But we also didn't did not see the the impact that um, that having this all these indictments would have. You know, some will say, you know, and I've, I've said it as well, you know, in kind of looking at the caveat of, look, it's early, you know, at this point in 2015, Jeb Bush was up. Is that a fair comparison? Or are we just talking about something completely different with Donald Trump being so far ahead right now? I mean, if you're comparing Jeb Bush 
to Donald Trump. <laughs> just to clarify, not necessarily, obviously, Donald Trump is a political beast and Jeb Bush is not just in the, the point that we've looked at past elections where someone's sort of been the front runner and then that's tapered off. I totally hear you. I was just, yeah, I was yeah, saying, yeah. Was just to be clear, Jeb Bush with an exclamation mark is not a comparison to Donald Trump. So. No, the, but the thing <laughs> is, is like Jeb Bush had this far out. I mean, it wasn't it didn't have the same energy. That there's an energy level to Trump, and 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 again, when Jeb Bush got pounded and hit a few times in the face, the numbers fell off. Donald Trump is literally been hit in the face, but like more times than Rocky. I mean, it, it, it and the fact that these voters are still there, I think that's it. it it's that they don't see him backing down from a fight. I mean, if this guy was facing one indictment that seemed kind of serious, it would be a lot more effective than three or four. Because now it just looks like they just they're kind of finding they're throwing the kitchen sink at him. And they're starting to lose people who are beginning to who were who would be willing to accept that if they indicted him for one thing. The multiple indictments are the best gift they could have given him. My only concern as a Republican primary voter is that obviously, you know, conservatives see it that way and and I see it that way. And looking at the Department of Justice and realizing that, you know, this is pretty clear weaponization of government against him, as we've seen really from the start. I guess my concern is, you know, I wonder if you get to a general election, if independents see it that way and if general election voters see it that way or if just conservatives are alone in, in viewing it that way. It has a lot to do with, you know, what what their life experience is. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, Trump has made a connection that I, I feel like is strong with anybody who's kind of felt like it was them versus the government or anything. And I, and I mean, anything from like the IRS to you have problems with uh, state regulators to, you know, a problem with the zoning board. Uh, I mean, just I think he's kind of making connection people. And that's. That's a lot of people, and that's, frankly, a lot of independents. So, you know, there's a lot of people going to vote on other issues, but the entire credibility of the attacks, if, again, one indictment, I think it it makes independents really think. But three or four just looks, I mean, everybody, nobody's getting that. And the other thing, that the, the comparison that everybody is making, that we find at polling people making is, they're spending a lot of time going after a lot of political stuff, and yet we have chaos on the streets. What? How is this right? And and people are very concerned about their personal safety and and their the safety of their property, and seeing all this chaos in the streets, and the, the and the, the focus of law enforcement seems to be political enemies. That doesn't make any sense to anybody. And that's the thing we're hearing is, you know, I don't feel safe to go take my kids to the park in the late afternoon. And this is what we got time. This is what we're focused on. This is what law enforcement's focused on. You know, all the stuff coming across the border and gangs and, and fentanyl. And that's it. the FBI's focus is Trump. I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff we're hearing from independent type voters. They just don't understand why this is so all consum- 
all-consuming of law enforcement's attention and resources. No, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I live in Miami. I'm in New York City right now, and I don't feel safe walking around, you know, and then you've got Alvin Bragg pursuing, you know, the, this indictment against Donald Trump when the city is really in shambles. So to your point, it, you know, it doesn't make sense. Trump obviously is just this interesting political phenomenon where, you know, he he energizes a lot of people, but he also energizes people against him. Does he energize more people against him than he energizes for him? I think that th- th- there can be arguments made about that in the past, but I think it really depends on who they run. Because if they run Biden or they run Harris or or they run Newsom, they're not running somebody who's powerful. Now, the Democrats were smart. They were really smart. They'd go grab a John Bell Edwards in Louisiana who has a very middle-of-the-road record, and they'd kind of run a centrist Democrat like when they, I mean, at the time, Bill Clinton was, and and they would they would wipe out that 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 middle. But the thing is, it depends on who he's against, because what people also realize is they thought when they voted for Biden that it was just, I'm tired of all the drama Trump brings. Uh, we get we just need a little more stability and a little more quiet. This guy is kind of modern. He won't really change things. Well, they've seen that that that's not what happens when you put. A Democrat, certainly somebody who starts acting on the left in office. And Biden only won because the perception that eh, he's the moderate guy, he won't make a big difference. He won't, he won't cause any big waves. Well, no one thinks that Biden don't cause waves if he gets reelected. No one thinks Harris wouldn't cause waves if she got reelected. And no one thinks that, 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 that uh, Gavin wouldn't either. So you have three people that will take the country in the same direction nobody wants to go. And also when people get scared, when people start fearing for their national safety, then it changes their mindset. You know, they only wanted Churchill when they were in a war. But when you're but but when things look when it looks like, you know, the walls are closing in and you got China and Russia teaming up together and basically the axis, I mean, you know, the beginnings of an, of, of a third world war axis powers come together. Now's you. Now's when you want the biggest, baddest guy you can get. And if you got to put up with a little attitude to have some strength, you want it because American weakness is not getting us anywhere, and people know it, and people see it, and they feel it. They feel it from the way China seems to be pushing us around. The dumb, the dumbest thing I've ever seen is that balloon because it has galvanized the American public against China more than anything I've ever seen. And and it, people are a little scared about that. And I also think when you look at the dynamic of this campaign, you also have to look at the difference between 2012, I mean, excuse me, 2016 and 2020. And the difference was Jill Stein. Jill Stein's margin was Trump's margin, a victory. Well, in 2020, there weren't anybody stoking up those middle votes. Well, there will be at least one in most states soaking those up, maybe two. And that is going to net hurt the Democrats. And so, you know, you get you get into a more competitive three-way race, and that is also a way that that Trump's personality could be minimized and his the anti-Trump vote could be split between people. Because there are Republicans all across America who did not vote for Trump, who you know maybe they're you know they it didn't seem appropriate their country club or wherever they were and all their friends and they it was just 
good to vote for Trump and that Biden would be fine. And now they're like, oh, my God, you know, my stock portfolio is terrible. Everything is terrible. And their votes went into the bottom column. But next time they may not. Some of them might not vote for Trump. Some of them will. But giving them somewhere to go that doesn't just stack them in the Democrat column it makes it is very competitive. So the more challengers that are out there, the more the race goes. I mean, everybody had to remember Bill Clinton defeated an incumbent president with 43% of the popular vote because the race was divided. That's a really interesting point um, about the third party possibilities and about the the Chinese balloon. You know, I um, obviously fly pretty often for work and, I, and I'm friends with one of the waitresses at, at the airport. I normally fly out of in New York. And she had mentioned the Chinese balloon to me because um, she knows where I work at Fox. And so we started talking about that. So to your point, you know, and she was talking about just how weak it made us look and how we're, you know, so, so to your point, I really do think that did. And people are scared. Yeah. Totally. I heard Trump deliver. Uh, I, you know, I'm a South, grew up in uh, in South Carolina and always been part of South Carolina politics. And so I was at the South Carolina annual dinner this weekend, and Trump was the speaker. And and one of the lines of like, you know, I, I'm the only guy that'll keep you out of World War Three. I think that line is going to resonate with people. People do not want that. I mean, people would like to, you know, the, nobody nobody wants to get into some kind of worldwide conflict that's going to involve nuclear weapons. I mean, nobody wants that. And for him to say, hey, you know, I, I'm the only one kept you out of war. I'm the only one that didn't start anything. I'm the, I, I decelerated things. But that message, a tough guy who, who doesn't want to fight but be, but be ready to, to have a strong defense and avoid a fight, is a compelling mess. Let's take a quick commercial break. More with Robert on the other side. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. 
you have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then, HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. Obviously, you know, you'll get national polls and his support is very strong in the Republican primary. Are you seeing that translate? You know, obviously, uh, primary nominations are, are state by state to win. Are, are you seeing that support translate into the, the individual state contests as well? Yes. Uh, the state contests are breaking up, uh, uh, breaking up a little different each one. But in every one of them, the only commonality is that Trump leads by a wide margin. So absolutely, that is yes, definitely what we're seeing in the in this different states, um, and it it you know it's just you know one state you'll have somebody different leading, uh, you know you have certain candidates doing better, and in places like I mean Chris Christie's probably well actually last time I looked I, I feel like Chris Christie's doing a little better in uh, New Hampshire, and um, uh. Nikki Haley was doing and Tim Scott were doing better in South Carolina. Uh, uh, and was, that was probably one of his lowest states. And so those states are, are kind of shaking up. But the commonality is that Trump is is way ahead. Why do you think DeSantis isn't registering with Republican primary voters as much as, you know, a lot of people anticipated, including myself? There are a lot of people who convinced him to run because it was his moment. And I, and I know they used the whole. You know, Chris Christie should have run against Obama. It was his time. Well, his moment was February and March of this year. It was like he he let the anticipation of him running build and build and build and build. And then you be, be ready to deliver some kind of a massive crescendo if you let it build that much. And then it was like, Bleh. four hours all day I could talk about was that he went and bought fireworks and he opens up his trunk and you're like, are you serious? That's what you bought. <laughs> you were excited. You thought we were going to be shooting fireworks all night. He got a couple of bottle rockets in the trunk. And I think it was like that. It's just he let the expectation build. He, I think if he'd have gotten in this race in February, we would be looking at a different race altogether. That's a really interesting point that makes a lot of sense. You had mentioned that obviously crime and, and people just not feeling safe, which I think is something that really just registers with everyone who's listening. You know, what are the big issues you're seeing uh, right now in polling that uh, Americans are, are just concerned about that are top of mind? Economy is one. And the thing about the economy is, and this is what people are saying, is, you know, <laughs> there's this idea that 
we, you know, with everything going on with Trump, we're talking about there's two justice systems. People feel like there's two economies. There is nothing that upsets a working family who had to put last month's grocery bills on a credit card more than to watching the news and having everybody say the economy is improving. And they're like, for who? Because they don't feel it at all. And so this idea that 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 we are moving into uh, almost a destruction of the middle class, that there are going to be a, a, a rich few elite who do well, and then everybody else is just going to have to, you know, figure it out. It is kind of is what way things are feeling, and so people need to. They they don't feel like there's been major relief. They don't feel like good things are happening. Uh, no matter how no matter how much the news says good things are happening, how employment is up and all that kind of stuff, because what they know is what we know is that, first of all, there's a lot of people who aren't looking for jobs anymore. That makes the unemployment numbers high. And there's a lot of people who are doing jobs that are they're much capable of much more. You know, just because, you, you know, you, you used to be running a, a branch of a bank and, and that and, and now, you know, you're, you're managing a restaurant that you may still have a job. But you might make it half what you were making. There are a lot of issues culturally going on in the country right now. Um, you know, look at the transgender issue. You, you look at some of the things kids are being taught in schools. How do you see the culture wars presenting themselves in, in sort of a general election? You know, how, how does that all play out politically? Some of the Republicans who always, who, who always tell me, they're like, oh, you know, you you got too much culture war. I'm like, you don't understand. Culture war is what builds this army. Without what's been happening recently, we would have the same old people. But whether it was Target, whether it was Bud Light, whether it was transgender athletes playing uh, women's sports, there are a lot of new recruits to this side because of these culture conflicts. Uh, you know, from what's being taught in schools, and all of a sudden, um, it it is one of the the single greatest thing that will make um, us more competitive with suburban women are some of these exact culture wars. Because now that they're that they're so they're so upset about what's going going on in their schools that they may they may look at the Republicans that they you know kind of return their nose on them in the past and go wait a minute. These guys are standing up for us. And these guys are for, you know, having our children be taught all kind of sex stuff when they're in second grade. And so they're winning over new recruits. But nothing moves people into this column faster. I mean, how, how many people do you know that would consider themselves non-political who, who have made a, a personal decision Maybe it's to avoid Target. Maybe it's about Bud Light or something else that you says, "Oh, I didn't really realize you cared about stuff like that." I mean, there's been that's been happening all over the country, and I think it it certainly makes the Republicans more competitive in a general election uh, with some of these suburban uh, folks than they have been in quite some time. And that's important too, because you know, one of if if Donald Trump is the Republican nominee, you know, one of his areas of weakness uh, has been with women, particularly suburban women. Yep. So I, I feel like that is that is a real pickup for them. Looking at Joe Biden, uh, how vulnerable is he right now? What are your takeaways and looking at his numbers? I think he's the single most vulnerable 
uh, president run for vice president uh, that I have ever seen. Um, you know, I don't know much about uh, what Carter was facing, but it's it, 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 it's that bad from what I've been told. People who understand that that race, I think that this guy's he's just he is in real trouble. He's lost so much, and I I, I haven't figured out yet why the Democrats just don't do something different. I mean, why they don't just realize that this impeachment, uh, I mean, this whole uh, Hunter Biden thing is a gift for them and and use it to get rid of the guy. I, I can't figure out why they would just go forward with him. It doesn't make any sense. With break, more polling. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then, HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot well, and then you've got Kamala Harris, who is the least popular vice president in American history. So there really isn't anyone on the ticket right now that has a you know a positive approval rating with Americans. That's true. Gavin Newsom's obviously waiting in the wings. You know, how strong politically do you think he would be in a general election? I don't think he'd be as strong as probably Gavin thinks. Because nobody looks at California as a success story. When a governor runs, he has to, he or she has to sell their status as a, as a, a success story. And you've seen that in every governor who's had a successful presidency or who has been able to achieve the presidency. They, they sold what they accomplished as governor, and he can't do it. 
So, um, you know, he, he thinks he can win this thing on charm and look alone. And uh, I, I just don't see it. I don't think it's possible. He's a very flawed candidate. And that, that's why even if Republicans nominate someone very controversial like Trump, it's all about who you're running against. Uh, Robert, I've learned a lot from this conversation. I appreciate you taking the time. Is there anything else you'd like to leave us with before we go? Keep an eye on what's going on out there uh, and realize that uh, there's a lot of people trying to put nonsense and trying to confuse you and pay attention and make sure that when when you, when you get a chance to hear directly from the candidates what they think out of their own mouth, take it. That's great advice. Robert, thanks so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. It's always great to catch up, and I'd love to have you on periodically just to kind of bring us updates as we move along here. I look forward to it. That was Robert Kohali with the Trafalgar Group. Uh, always interesting. Really appreciated his perspective. Um, and, and we're going to try to do these check-ins with him throughout the primary. Uh, just to, you know, obviously these are just a snapshot of time, but it's just helpful to kind of, you know, try to figure out where things stand. So I appreciate you guys at home for taking the time to listen every Monday and Thursday. But of course, you can listen to it whenever you want. It's a podcast. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting it together. Feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Love reading those. Give us a rating. Until next time. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.